Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Good morning, Tampa Bay sports fans. Welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. I'm your host, Jim Barron. Today, we're talking about the Lightning, just a few games away from bringing Lord Stanley back to Tampa. We're talking about the Rays and the playoffs. And, of course, the Bucks with the big win last week. Some college football as well. We'll be right back to get the show started. The number here is 877-448-7901. You are in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. And now, Tree Heroes of Florida is reminding Americans to show support to the brave men and women who serve in our U.S. military. Their tireless effort should never go unnoticed. This salute is from Tree Heroes of Florida, backed by years of tree service experience. For tree trimming, removal, stump grinding, and more. Trust the name we trust, Tree Heroes of Florida. Call today and ask about their troop and veteran discounts. 727-307-9220. That's 727-307-9220. That's Tree Heroes of Florida. They're professionals. Who care? Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. We're talking about the Tampa Bay Lightning. What a great recovery after losing game one. They came back in game two to win that one, as well as game three to take a two games to one lead heading into the weekend. So with two more victories, the Bolts can claim the Stanley Cup and bring it back here to Tampa. Want to get your thoughts on that? If you want to call in at 877-448-7901 or email sports at power at 901.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts on how the Lightning have been uh, doing it so far. If you're going to say it's been on offense, yeah, you're right about that. If you're going to say it's been on defensive end of the ice, you're right on that as well. If you want to say it's been a hot goaltender, uh, you're three for three. So I think right now we are totally, these last several games, we have our A game together right now. We have been able to uh, score, you know, along with Kucherov and Point and Hedman. Um, you know, Hedman, who had his fourth straight Norris Trophy nomination this season. I, I'm not sure if you knew that, but uh, he was nominated. And, um, you know, if you look at the offensive power for Dallas, they, you know, Jamie Benn, who's their captain, no points for the third straight game. Taylor Seguin, he had two huge penalties and, and no points. So their, their top line there, who has been responsible for 53%, of their goals in the last 23 games have been silenced by this Bolts defense. Um, no, they have to come and figure it out if they have any chance of getting back into the series against the uh, Lightning. I'll tell you, what we've done so far is we've been able to shut them down. Uh, when we get out there, no, our, our defense has really been locking them up. Um, they've done a great job of, of the better 5-on-5 five -five play since coming alive in game one when we lost there in the third period. But we've been in quite a groove. Um, having given up two or few goal goals in 10 of the past 12 postseason games. And again, the formula that we've been using here is great goaltending from Vasilevsky, like I've said, oh, puck possession. And if you watch, we really have a crushing forecheck going on in this series. And um, the last aspect is that we're working quickly to uh, rid their own zone of danger. So if you look, we've broken the momentum against them. We're not giving them room to play on their offensive end. Special teams, 
Um, you know, we have the edge in that. I will say our our power play, we're only three for 11 in that, but that's better than theirs of one for 11. So if we can even improve our power play just a little bit, we'll be um, definitely sitting pretty, I think, right now. But um, we have the momentum. If you look at the defense there, that, that center line of Yanni Gord and uh, Goodrow and Coleman, they've been one of the most frustrating lines in the playoffs, not just in this series, but you know, against other teams. The Bruins comes to mind. They've been shutting down other teams' first lines, and it's no different here against these guys. So I think if you... You know, factor in the defense and the goaltending that we talked about. I, Victor Hedman, to me, has been, um, you know, on top of his game in every facet, the defensive end as well as the offensive. I, I think that if things continue, he will be the MVP of the series as well he should be. Um, so what I look for is the, the, the Bulls to come out, continue, the uh, onslaught of, of what they've done in the last couple games here. Uh, keep the pressure on. Keep the forechecking. Keep the you no. Know, keep the the puck out of our end of the zone. And um, you know they're playing right now at another level. And like we've said all year here on this show, is that there is another. There is not another team that can match us talent wise, speed and strength wise when we're playing on all cylinders. And we couldn't have been picking a better time than right now to be playing on all those cylinders. So I really think that we're going to enjoy the results of this weekend. And the next time we talk, it's going to be the parade on Bayshore. Um, and with the restrictions being removed, who knows? Maybe there'll even be some people there for the parade. Anyway, uh, go to jimmybsports.com. Type in your question. Um, if it's read on the next week's show, you'll be qualified for a uh, enter into a contest for a uh, prize on the show here. Uh, so we'll let you know what that is. And of course, we'll be right back to talk some more Tampa Bay sports. We have the Rays and the Bucks as well. You're in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-943-2195. 800-943-2195. That's 800-943-2195. Now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. You are in the gymnasium. Talking about the Tampa Bay Rays right now. As you know, they had clinched the American League East title this past week. Um, which was great news. Now they're trying to be the number one seed in the American League. They can do that with a win over the Phillies and an A's loss to the Mariners. 
at any point this weekend. So it looks as though they will be the number one seed when the playoffs start here. Um, the way it looks right now is that the Rays will be playing the uh, – eighth-ranked Blue Jays in the first round, which would be a best-of-three series. So if you look at the way the Rays have played here, um, they have really, if their pitching rotation, I don't see a better starting three in any of baseball, whether you look at the um, National League or the American League, than when you have Snell, Glasnow, and of course, you know, or more Charlie Morton. So when you have those three pitchers uh, going for you in a playoff series, you're going to like your chances every time. And like I said, as far as the bats go, the um, uh, the Rays have been coming up with big hits at key times throughout the whole season. I know it's been a shortened 60-game season, but, you know, if you look, uh, next man up on this team and, you know, starting on Tuesday when the uh, playoffs start, looks like I said it's going to be uh, Tuesday the 29th is going to probably be game one. And they'll play the next game on Wednesday as, as well. So be a big week coming up for the Rays. But if you look at this team, what they've done so far, um, they don't let any adversity get to them. They, they keep their head about them. Uh, they are never out of any game. When um, when they're up, they, they tend to stay in the game and make sure that uh, they focus on what they need to do to make some defensive stands and make sure they keep the lead. When they're down, this team seems to play even better. I, I can't count the number of times this season when uh, previous Ray teams would have probably not have a chance to win a, a game that they – uh, we're, we're losing in in the later innings. But this team, I've never counted this team out of one game this year. And uh, it shows they feel that way in between the lines there and the diamond. And when you have that type of never-give-up attitude, uh, it stems from the coaching staff. And Cash has done a fantastic job, like you said, I've talked about the whole season. So I look forward to um, them not having any injuries this weekend close out the season against the Phillies here, get the number one seed, and then proceed next week to start the playoffs. They're going to probably start the playoffs about the same time that the Lightning win the Stanley Cup. So it's going to be a great transition from one sports championship to hopefully the start of the next sports championship season in the playoffs for us. We'd love to hear your thoughts. As always, if you want to email sports at power901.com, the number here is 877-448-7901 if you want to check in. Again, you can go to Jimmy B Sports and uh, write your question in the uh, remarks column there, email, and we'll read that on the show uh, next week. We'll be right back to keep the show going. We're talking about the Bucks and some college football. You're listening to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1.
to Property Shop, your one-stop shop for all of your real estate needs. Looking for homes for sale or rent in the Tampa market? Text HOMES to 71441. That's HOMES to 71441. The Property Shop is a full-service realty and management company with a team of partners to give you that extra peace of mind. The Property Shop is truly your one-stop shop, providing stellar service in all areas of realty. And right now, new home buyers will receive a one-year home protection warranty for that extra peace of mind on your next big purchase. More info online at thepropertyshopusa.com or 813-655-5000. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, Bucks fans. Well, after a first week losing to the Saints by a score of 34 to 23, we rebounded, beat the Panthers 31-17 last week and Look forward to playing the Broncos in Mile High City. They're out there right now getting ready for the game. Um, love to hear what you need to say about how did you feel after they lost the first game and then came back to win the second game. Uh, all along, I, I think that, like I said, the Bucks are in for a good season. It'll take a few games for them to get acclimated to each other again. There have been no preseason games, so you're really just seeing them as though it would be their third preseason game right now, really getting um, set for everything. So you have to also remember right now, look at all the injuries that have taken place in the last two weeks. Look at some of the star running backs, Jaquan Barkley. Um, you know, Several people have gotten uh, injured and hurt pretty bad. The 49ers, Mustard got hurt. Uh, Joey Bossa uh, torn ACL out for the year. So it, really, the players are not in top shape right now, but they're still playing full speed. So you're going to see injuries, and I'm just hopeful that no one else gets hurt, and especially anyone on, on the Bucks. But right now, if you look, we're getting better. We've only played two weeks, so there's not a lot to um, measure everything by. But if you look right now, I think that going into the game this weekend against the Broncos, things are starting to fall into place. Looks like Fournette, he's our leading rushing uh, back, 108 yards so far. He had a game-winning touchdown last week to seal the victory for us. I think you'll be seeing a lot more of him. Brady, 456 yards passing so far in two games. Uh, He looked sharper in game two. Uh, Still did not look like uh, the Tom Brady that we've known over the years, but he looked a heck of a lot better than he did in game one, no doubt. So that's a plus. Mike Evans, um, you know, he had a good game, obviously. Um, two touchdowns last week, and Godwin's back this week as well. So you have him, you have Godwin, you have Evans, uh, you have uh, Fournette playing well, Brady getting into the rhythm right now. You have um, O.J. Howard as a tight end. And you have Gronkowski. A lot of times this week, you may have heard, um, they're asking Gronkowski, you know, you haven't you know, caught in the passes that you normally have, don't have any touchdowns, you know, you, how do you feel about that? You know, Gronkowski, being Gronkowski, just played it off and said, you know what, I was brought in here to block, I'm a blocking tight end. Of course, it was said all tongue-in-cheek. He wants to be involved with the offense, but, you know, they're all saying all the right things. Uh, sometimes people look to make something out of uh, uh, something that's not even there. I think sometimes they're trying to find a 
a talking point, maybe Gronkowski and Brady having issues, or Arians and Brady, Arians and Gronkowski. Don't buy into any of it. Don't listen to any of it. They're fine. They're going to keep on getting better week in and week out. There'll be a couple losses that, um, you know, maybe we shouldn't have along this season, but there's going to be a lot more wins than there are losses. And at the end of the season, we're going to make the playoffs and it's going to be a good year for the Bucks. So um, I'm excited that with the ban being lifted, there's some talk of the Bucks being able to have some fans for the game. So that would be great for all of us. Uh, let's keep our fingers crossed and uh, hope that that is the case. Uh, around the NFL, if you look at um, some of the games this week, I know that the huge one that's on everyone's uh, radar would be the Baltimore Ravens and the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, that's a Monday night game. Probably the two top teams in the AFC right now. Um, you know, if you look at those two teams, you have uh, a. I, I think the Ravens, even though the Chiefs have been the odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl and repeat after last year's performance, I think the Baltimore Ravens are the best team on both sides of the ball right now uh, of any team in the whole uh, NFL, not just the not just the AFC. But I do think that that's going to be a marquee game. And that's going to be on um, a Monday night, great Monday night football game. Um, what games intrigue you this week? You know, we have Buffalo and the Rams. Both those teams are 2-0 to start the season. Buffalo uh, was projected to do well. Rams, um, maybe a little bit of a surprise if you ask me. But uh, both teams are 2-0. It should be a good game. I'm going to go with uh, Buffalo with that one at home. The Thursday night game, the Miami Dolphins come up with a victory, um, 31-13 over Jacksonville. We also have uh, Las Vegas and New England uh, tomorrow at 1 o'clock. That's a great game. You have um, John Gruden and uh, the Vegas Raiders going up there to Foxborough to play. Um, I think it's interesting uh, if you watch the Patriots play, you had – um, a situation against Seattle where Cam Newton had the ball at the end with a chance to win. And uh, obviously it was a great ending. Uh, not so great if you're a Patriots fan, but nonetheless, it was a great game. But you have John Gruden going up there to, like I said, New England for the game on Sunday. That should be a very good game. I look for the uh, look for the Patriots actually to win that one. I think they're just going to uh, try to run the ball, some short passes, uh, but it should be a good game. Washington and Cleveland, both of those teams are one and one at this point. Um, you know, I'm not sure about that game. I'm, if I had to pick, I'd take Cleveland. Pittsburgh and Houston, I'll tell you, the Steelers are a team this year that you need to watch out for. Their defense is a very stingy defense. Um, I think if Connor is the running back, is able to keep on going the way he has been. Roethlisberger is feeling more more comfortable each week after coming back. Uh, Schuster Smith out there, Juju is coming into his own as a as a top tier receiver in this league. So I would watch out for Pittsburgh. I look for them to uh, bring Houston to zero three this season uh, after this game tomorrow. And then you have San Fran and the Giants. Terrible injuries for both of these two teams. Unfortunately, um, I think that. 
if you look at the situation, the Giants are 0-2 right now. San Fran's 1-1. San Fran's just going to run the ball. Um, they're going to definitely miss Joey Bosa in de- on the defensive side of the ball, but I do look for them to come out and uh, beat the Giants. You have the Eagles 0-2 playing Cincinnati 0-2. Um, I guess one of those two teams um, are going to win um, most likely, I think Philly does get off the slide and win this one. Law talk about Wentz out there, uh, what's going to happen with him. Uh, you know, the offensive line is very weak for the Eagles right now. I have to say Wentz deserves some of the blame for what's going on up there on the offensive side of the ball, but not all of it. Uh, we'll see what happens this week. We also have Tennessee and Minnesota playing. I'm going to go with the um, Vikings to put a win on the board this week. Atlanta's given away games the first two. They're playing the Bears. The Bears are 2-0 and all playing well. Um, I look for Atlanta to win that one in a very close game. The Jets 0-2 against Indy 1-1. I think that the Jets will be 0-3 after this game with uh, Indy winning. Uh, you have the Chargers and Carolina. Carolina's 0-2. Christian McCaffrey's out, hurt. One of the injuries we talked about. Uh, I'm going to go with the Chargers in this game. Um, and, of course, we have Arizona and Detroit. I, I think that Arizona is going to get upset by Detroit this week. Detroit's 0-2. They gave away a game. I think they're going to come back and win. Um, then you have Dallas and Seattle in a 4 o'clock game tomorrow. Seattle's 2-0. Dallas is 1-1. Say what you want about um, Seattle, but um, they find a way to win. They may be... Um, one of the top teams in the NFC this year. Year in, year out, they, they find a way to, to get it done on both sides of the ball, give Pete Carroll and his team you know, accolades on that one. And then Green Bay and the Saints, um, I, I think uh, we're starting to see the little bit of a fade with Drew Brees. And I think that Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers on his... Uh, you know, ever since <laughs> ever since the draft, it's kind of been Aaron Rodgers giving the middle finger to everyone this season as we're playing. He's going to have a great game, and I think that um, they're going to end up beating the Saints. And then, of course, the big game we talked about on Monday night, so with the Chiefs and the Ravens, should be an awesome week of football. Uh, the sports world was dealt a blow this week when Gail Sayers passed away. Uh, as you remember, Sayers was an unbelievable Running back in the NFL, he um, retired at the age of 28. He was he was injury laden over the years, but he had a great rookie year. 14 touchdowns, I think almost 900 yards rushing. Um, but as a punt returner and kickoff returner, he averaged over 30 yards per kick return and 15 yards per punt return. He was really probably the the best returner in the game. Uh, when it came to that. So the sports world definitely mourns his passing this year and made me think uh, about the all-time great running backs in the league. And if you think about it, other than a, a quarterback on the team, the most important person or um, exciting person most of the time is the running back. Uh, staying with what we just talked about, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Gail Sayers as my 10th pick of the top 10 Um you know, like I mentioned before, he was definitely electrifying in his shortened career, but he was someone who was definitely in the top 10. Also going to go number nine, Eric Dickerson. 
I don't know if you remembered him, but um, you know he rushed for over 2,100 yards one season. I believe it was back in uh, 1984 or 85. It's still the single season record. Um, you know he was just an unbelievable athlete, uh, and his 11 games with 100 or more rushing yards also beat Simpson. So. It's amazing what he did in that one season. Number eight, I'm going to go with O.J. Simpson. Uh, you know, Simpson to me and Dickerson are pretty close. You could pick either one of them, eight or nine, pretty much a toss-up. But, um, you know, if you talk about O.J. Simpson, you know, whether you cared for him later on in his life or not, uh, he, he had, you know, in just a 14-game schedule, he rushed for a league-best 1,800 yards and 16 touchdowns and finished with over – 2,200 yards from scrimmage, 23 scores. So he retired after the 79th season, and he's second on the all-time you know, rushing list. He never played behind a good offensive line. Uh, he would have probably had a lot better stats if he did. Um, you know, But I think that uh, OJ is definitely in the top 10 there. I have him at eight on my list. Um, number seven, I'm going to go with Earl Campbell, probably my favorite running back of all time. I remember watching Campbell run, and you really couldn't tackle him. I mean, I think pound pound for pound, I don't know of anyone tougher to bring down than Earl Campbell. I mean, he was a workhorse. You talk about someone who would combine power and speed, and he would actually, you would think that the defense would be, you know, tackling him. He would have to go after the defenders. I mean, he would actually run through people, over people, not so much around, but he was very, very hard to tackle. Um, very, very few players dominated the way he did, especially even as a rookie. So he won the Offensive Player of the Year three times, won MVP award. Uh, you know, so many stats that he had. I'll tell you what's, what's you may not know about him. He never caught a pass. He uh, never caught a touchdown pass in the nine seasons in the year in the, in the career. So um, anyway, after running the way he did. He was able to, um, you know, after the sixth season, he was done. So, you know, while he was there, he was one of the toughest players to play. Like I said, tough to bring down and uh, definitely ranks up there in the top 10 of all time. Number six, I'm going to go with Marshall Falk. If you remember him, the greatest show on earth there. Um, we talked about... You know, if you he would touch the ball and he would be going, never know where it was going to be, uh, whether he caught the ball off the short pass, whether he you know, took off in the line of scrimmage. Um, he was, you know, playing behind or with, if you will, two-time league MVP Kurt Warner, a great receiving core as well with um, Isaac Bruce and Torrey Holt there. So the receivers took some of the pressure off him, but, um, you know, he was probably one of the most versatile running backs of all times. He rushed for 1,300 yards all four seasons. Um, you know, and I think that probably the most impressive part of Falk's career was with his early success with the Colts. Uh, he made the Pro Bowl in his first two seasons. And, you know, he didn't really have much support back in the day. So, no, he's a, he's the highest-ranked running back to make three Pro Bowls with two separate teams. Uh, number five, I'm going to go with uh, LT. Remember LaDainian Tomlinson? Uh, you know, I, I think that if you look at what uh, if you look at what Walter Payton did 
Um, LT is someone who just uh, missed one game to injury in his eight-year career. So he was someone uh, that not only was a great runner, but he was an outstanding pass catcher and a solid blocker as well. Uh, he had eight seasons in the league. Um Led, led the league rushing and touchdowns three times, four-time Pro Bowler. So I think that uh, LT is on my list there. I have him coming in at number five. Uh, number four, I'm going to go with Emmett Smith. Now, Emmett Smith holds the record in which all running backs aspire. The career rushing yards at 18,355. He's also first in all-time Carries and rushing touchdowns with 164. He won three Super Bowl championships with the Cowboys. Um, so, you know, and it's also very phenomenal in the postseason. So many times that's where uh, players, not just in football, but in any sport, is measured their ability and performance in the playoffs. So he holds almost all the major playoff records, including rushing yards and total touchdowns. So, a very, very impressive. Uh, list of accomplishments that he's had. I have him on the list there as, uh, uh, like I said, number four. Uh, that leaves the top three. Very tough for me for the top three. Um, I'm going to go with Barry Sanders as, as number three. I'll say, though, uh, watching him run, I, I don't think there was ever anyone that was more unstoppable as a running back, if you're trying to tackle him from a defensive point of view, he would make you not only miss, but look silly while you're missing him. He would, I don't know how he would stop and just pivot on a dime. But um, again, the top three guys are very, very close. You could take any of them and make, you know, the third one, the first one, whatever you might want to do. But I think as a pure runner, Sanders was probably. The most elusive, the most dangerous, and like I said, probably the most unstoppable play who ever lived. You couldn't tackle him in an open field. Um, he had 10 seasons of playing uh, where he averaged over 1,500 rushing yards and 10 touchdowns per season. He made the Pro Bowl every year of his career, and four times he led the NFL in, in rushing yards. Um, you know, and he could have... He could have broken all the records, but he decided to walk away from the game while he was still healthy. And so you have to give him credit for his uh, thinking about himself, I suppose, and looking after his health by walking away. Um, you know, and unlike some of the other great runners, Sanders is never, remember, is never remembered for having a good offensive line. He never did. Um, but anyway, uh, that's my pick for number three. Pretty much interchangeable with number two is uh, Jim Brown. I think that you know, obviously Brown's going to be number one or number two on most people's lists. Uh, I know that Sporting News ranked him as the greatest player in NFL history. So, um, you know, I don't know if that's true or not, but again, he's definitely in the top couple. If you look at, you know, he won three MVP awards. Um, he retired at the age of 29. Uh, he had over 1,500 yards from scrimmage, 18 uh, total touchdowns, all pro eight times. Um, you know, so hands down, he may have been the great, greatest power and speed combined runner of all time, in my opinion. He averaged over five yards per carry in his Hall of Fame career, which is uh, very hard to do. And actually catching the ball... 
um, out of the backfield was something that um, he was very prolific at doing. So uh, Jim Brown is going to be on uh, my number two pick of all time. And of course, you can figure out number one based on that. It was going to be Walter Payton or Sweetness, as they call them. Um, you know, I, I really think that he was the best, the, the greatest all around in history that I've seen. Um, career rushing yards, 16,726, a mark that was just broken by Emmett Smith, as we talked about. But um, what made him so spectacular was that he was always the focal point. He had 125 touchdowns. Um, Less than spectacular quarterbacks, if you look at who the Bears had. Defenses knew he was going to get the ball 25-plus times a game. That stacked the front nine and trying to stop him. He still managed to average over 110 yards per game for his career. So, I mean, the defenses drew up plans trying to stop him. He still had great games. He was a fabulous blocker. Um, he was probably the greatest receiver out of the backfield that ever played the game. He was also the emergency quarterback for the uh, Bears. Um, he threw eight touchdowns in his career. And if you needed him to uh, kick for some reason, he would go out there and do that for the team as well. So he's my number one pick for the um, for the uh, all-time running backs in the NFL. Would love to hear your picks. If you want to uh, shoot me an email, you can email sports at power901.com. Call 877-448-7901. Let me know who's the top three in your list. We'll be right back to keep the show going on Power 90.1. There's a lot going on at the Landing Bar and Grill in Valrico. There's great food at the Landing featuring several signature Landing-only specialties like shareable appetizers, seafood, flatbread, salads, wings, pasta, pizza, burgers, gluten-free, keto-friendly, kid-friendly, dog-friendly, desserts, craft beer and cocktails, and a lot more. And if you're looking for entertainment, we've got it. National holidays, food events, live music, karaoke, cornhole, and live team trivia. Check out our full menu on Facebook or online at thelandingvalrico.com. Sports is back. And we've got that too. The Landing Bar and Grill off Lithia Pinecrest in Valrico. The Landing Bar and Grill. Land as strangers, depart as friends. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Um, just talking a little bit about some college football this weekend here. Uh, above the rim session. We had the Florida Gators are playing Mississippi this week. The SEC uh, conference is starting um, after a long-awaited period because of the coronavirus. They're starting this weekend, and um, of course, Florida, the fifth-ranked team in the country, they'll be playing Ole Miss. I look for them to win that game. Uh, it's going to be a little closer, I think, than some people think, but I do think that Florida's going to win that one. And we have UCF playing East Carolina. Uh, Central Florida's going to win that game. And the other one down here, Miami, playing... Of Florida State, unfortunately, um, I think Florida State is going to lose this one, and the Canes are going to come up winners. And uh, lots of sports to talk about. Unfortunately, our time is up right now. Look forward the next time we speak to being able to say the Stanley Cup is here in Florida. Talk about the parade that we're going to have. Uh, also, talk about some successes with the Rays and another victory for the Bucks. 
As always, thanks for listening. I've been your host, Jim Barron. You've been in the gymnasium um, as we start to open things back up here in Florida. Gets better each week. I would like to uh, remind everyone to stay safe, to stay vigilant, and above all, stay positive. We'll talk to you next week on the Jimmy B Sports Show. You've been listening on Power 90.1.